millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Matt Donald here, folks. Worst microphone alert because... My microphone I normally use to record this is currently still packed in luggage in my car from a trip I recently went on, and I need to get this out quickly, so the microphone from my webcam it is so very, very professional. And what am I going to do with this worst quality that gives new listeners their first impression of this wonderfully professional and sophisticated show? Well, I want you to subscribe to my Patreon, of course at patreon.com slash matthewdonald, where we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals, sometimes in flimsy ways, sometimes in ways that are a bit of a stretch. And this month, it's the most wonderful time of year, not Christmas, hell no, not Christmas. It is time for our annual Pacific Rim episode, because the dinosaurs were implied to be kaiju in that universe, and that movie is so goddang awesome that I want to talk about it all the time with everyone every year, and that's what we do. So check that out, as well as uh, another episode about Jurassic World the Game on the phone. Uh, That'll come out soon. It was meant to come out last month, but, you know, life, Christmas, holidays, you know, the holiday season. Hard time for everyone. Link is in the description before you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a good day! Roar, growl, snarl, bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that can't play poker because, like Dino Kyrus, we have terrible hands. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Matthew Donald. Each week, I'm a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genius of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, I'm joined by someone who is just gone on a grand old adventure down to the faraway lands of Mexico. <laughs> Literally right underneath us. But still, um, it's uh, Stephen Currow. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Glad to be back. Yes, yes. Only for a bit, though. You're only back for a bit. But Yes. But then you go back. But this is for, like, work, right? You're not just hanging out. Uh, no, it's uh, <laughs> basically a very long working vacation. Oh, nice, nice. Sounds like um, when my... Um, my when friend of the show Matt Matt Seivert, uh went to Japan for five years and made some good money. So right, right. Most of that he was able to use to uh, pay off his student debt, and now he's debt free. Wow! Is, considering he went to a private school, that's incredible. Excellent. <laughs> so yes. I was like, yeah, stay there and keep doing that. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he makes good work. He makes good money. Nice. But like most of us, he still lives at home, with, even though he's in his thirties. Economy man. But to be fair. And also in Mexico, this is the same I've heard. Most it's actually a very an American thing to 
expect to move out when you're like 18 or something. Yes. Most of the time it's like, yeah, f- family houses, familial casitas. You know? Yes. So. In Asia and Latin America, it's expected that families stick closer together. Right. Uh, whereas America, we have not been able to fulfill our usual expectation of right. moving out. Which is so weird because like in America, it's, it's a very individualistic culture, but at the same time does not provide the resources to help us succeed as individuals so we need that familial support so it's ridiculous <laughs> it is ridiculous no we should go the chinese or mexican way i say or more probably the norwegian or way where it's just they've got that all figured out man <laughs> eventually but, i think i think so and i think uh in by 2040 or 2030 we'll figure it we'll figure it out <laughs> we won't be able to reap the rewards our kids will but you know, <laughs> Is what it is. You got to start somewhere. And, and honestly, I get it. Like, uh, it's just you know, it was that whole thing. that's like strong times creates weak men. Weak men create weak times. Weak times create strong men. Strong men create strong times. Strong times create weak men. It's a cycle. We could just get to the strong times and stay there. Yeah, we need that to just nice. get to the United Federation of Planets already. And oh, I've been saying that for years, man. Oof. Can you imagine having a job that you do just because you love it? Just because you have all your needs taken care of. Free healthcare, free food. Yep, free everything. Everyone is contributing to society for the better. So when you're at a job, you're there just because you love doing it. And some people are like, well, if it's like that, who would who would scrub the toilets? I've heard some people like scrubbing toilets. It's like it's like meditative, you know. That's true. Some people people like busy work. work. Have you seen those angels of people who go to? Um, I've seen it on TikTok and other places like that where they go to places where someone has made a huge mess in their room. And it's, it's, it's the point where it's like psychological. It's like, oh, you let it build up because you just can't bring yourself to clean it. So there's like it's, – it's horrible. It's horrible. There's like trash. There's cups full of stuff. There's food. There's drinks. It's, yeah. Some people go there and clean it for free. Because they know it helps them and they know it's psychological at this well, point. Where were these? And, I'm, and I'm like, what an angel. Where were these people when I when I had a dorm, a dorm room in college? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but maybe maybe we what 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 society needs is for us to just ram ram it with a Quahuli Sarah Thompson. Speaking of which, <laughs> interesting segue. <laughs> I don't, look, I, I I do what I can. <laughs> So since you have been uh, in Mexico, uh, I thought we'd talk about this Mexican dinosaur. Yes. There are not a lot of Mexican dinosaurs, and there's one six-mile-wide reason why. <laughs> oh, like, okay, there were probably tons of Mexican dinosaurs. We just don't have any evidence of them because <laughs> boom, you know? Right. Well, yeah. The, <laughs> These um, are like in western Mexico, far enough away from the impact that their fossils yes. didn't get incinerated. Exactly. <laughs> so, And I mean, like, the just geologically speaking, people when you say Mexico, people think desert, and yes, much of it is the desert. But yeah, it's actually very mountainous in places. Oh, I've, it I've goes definitely up and down and up and down. And oh yeah, no, I've out. heard. There's um, there's a part in my upcoming book, uh, Tesla Mancer, where I talk about the Sierra Madre del Sur mountain off the course of Guerrero. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so yeah. Point is that um, Mexico doesn't necessarily have a lot of places with dinosaur rich rock formations that we can easily get to. So Yes, exactly. There's some yeah. there's some good mammals there, like um because that's after the meteor. So yeah. the fossils would have stayed. <laughs> so uh and this is one of them. This is Quahu Quahuliaceratops or yes. yes, so 
type. It is a Chasmosaurian ceratopsid. The subfamily of horned dinosaurs that have the two big brown horns, like Triceratops and Pentaceratops, well, all those spikes and other adornments like Stratosaurus and Medusaceratops, you know. So there's two different families of the Ceratopses, and this is the boring one. <laughs> 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 uh, Size 13 feet, so it's four meters long and one ton. It's easy to forget how enormous Triceratops was compared to the rest of these guys. <laughs> Most of them are like 15 so feet long, 16 feet long. Then when Triceratops is all 30 feet long. Right, <laughs> right. Then there's Eo Triceratops, which might not even be its own species. It might just be a really big uh, Jack Horner strikes again. <laughs> oh, that's one of his? No, I don't know if that is. I just, <laughs> I just, I just blame anytime someone lumps species together on Jack Horner. <laughs> Uh, who I've yeah. learned recently kind of is a terrible person. So, uh, yeah, no. So I used issues. to say like, oh, I just disagree with his paleontological stuff. I'm sure he's a very nice man. Uh, no, he's not. No, uh, no. no I not. actually did a research project on him. Yes. Back in college. Yes. Because I was interested in paleontology. And I, I, um, Takes advantage of young female interns yes, quite that's often. When I, well, yeah. yeah, I learned that he had just married his young intern and I saw a picture of them together and I was like, Ugh. and uh, then it came out even worse years later like uh, with his behavior. Like, oh, God. oh God, he's been me too, basically. So, uh, oh boy, guys, guys, us men, it's not that hard to not take advantage of women. <laughs> just don't do it. Uh, like, why is it so difficult for you? So I don't know what his problem is. Uh, anyways, um, spike him on the horns of a Quahuli Ceratops. Uh, <laughs> diet herbivore. Although I still, although, you know, there's the theory that some of these Ceratopsians might have been like pigs. Well, not theory, hypothesis, I should say. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, because there's no evidence for it. But like, I can see that. Like, uh, so in that case, it could eat Jack Horner. <laughs> so, I don't usually advocate for death on this podcast. <laughs> but And I'm still not now for legal purposes. <laughs> My parole officer has stated that I wanted to like – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, right. So, but but yes. if hypothetically – no, I'm kidding. No, 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 of course, of course. No. <laughs> I'm going to look where I bring a hypothetical with, a, with bringing up a Quahulia Ceratops into the – all right, so time, late Cretaceous um, – for some reason, the dates, the specific time is very, it's very specific. So 72.5 to 71.4 million years ago. Mm. There's something about the rock in that formation, I guess. They were able to pinpoint it. That's interesting. Pinpoint it pretty well. Location, Mexico, as we said. Of course. Uh, described in 2010, pop culture appearances. I'm sure it popped up in Jurassic World, the game somewhere. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Quahuli Ceratops, uh, it's from the, the, it's named after the Quahuli, um, Region, it's one of the states of Mexico, one of 32 states of Mexico, mm-hmm. formerly Quahuli de Zaragoza, <laughs> officially the free and sovereign state of Quahuli de Zaragoza. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> uh, you remember Road to El Dorado? Oh, I love that movie. In the beginning, when they're in Spain, uh, they're playing the loaded dice, and that one guy uh, who they're playing dice with, his name is actually Zaragoza, according to the script. Oh, no so, Also, he's voiced by Tobin Bell, who is uh, famous later on for the for being Jigsaw. Oh, that's <laughs> intriguing. And it's a good thing they didn't scam him be- um, when he was 
jigsaw with a loaded <laughs> dice. Otherwise, he would have uh, s- yeah. cut them up with like other terrible stuff. They wake up on that rowboat playing a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you want to play some more loaded dice? <laughs> Do it before the buzzsaw comes Right, in. right, right. But the, but the dice are laced with poison, with acid. I yeah, know, yeah. Like and acid itself like doesn't that. kill you. It just, it's incredibly painful. It's made out of platypus venom. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, so well, well when I was uh in Tehuacan, which is a city in Puebla, uh-huh. it's about four hours ish uh away from Mexico City by bus. Nice. And they have a museum, El Museo de la Evolución. Oh nice. Museum um, evolution. Of the evolution. Yep, yes. yep. <laughs> and it's actually a wonderful little museum. Um with a beautiful dinosaur hall. Nice. And this is you where you sent me pictures, so uh, yeah, yeah. And this is where I found Kuahuli Ceratops. Yes. And uh, it I, looks like there's a skull of it here that's like mounted on the wall. Um, I don't know if that, that's in the same museum, but that's where this picture is. Or... I don't think so. I saw a cast skeleton of one oh, okay. um, when I was in Tehuacan. Cool. Um, yeah. The origi- there was only one original dinosaur skeleton in that museum. Interesting enough, it's an iguanodon, but it was oh, closed nice. for the day, so we couldn't go see it. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, so Kwahuli Ceratops, let's see. It lived in the formation. What else would have been down there? There probably would have been some sort of T-Rex. Because we think T-Rex had a pretty wide range. Maybe not T-Rex itself because it's a bit earlier than T-Rex. Maybe an Abelosaur? Yeah. Well, no, Abelosaurs are further south. Uh, uh, further south. I yeah, because they're like south. in Gondwana. And like mm. they never really got up to North America. Don't you remember in uh, Disney's Dinosaur? Carnotaurs, they never come this far north. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the lemurs, though, they can be here. Right, right, right. <laughs> Even though not only are they from far later, they're from Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things wrong with that movie, but it's so fun. I love that movie. Oh, though. I love it. I love yeah. it. I, no, so no. what'd you say that um, you said was a Sierra do Pueblo formation? Is That's where this is from. So that's is that what you said, but something about the museum with that? Uh, the, well, Tehuacan is in Puebla. So okay. it's not the same state that this uh, beastie was discovered. Okay, so um, looks looks like in this area we got oh, Cretosaurus is from here. I've heard of Cretosaurus. Oh, interesting. Uh, that's like um, for those who don't know, listener, it's like a hadrosaur but kind of smallish. Uh, I think I used it in Megazoic Cretosaurus. It was the guy. It was like the foundry worker that got stabbed by. Uh, Dranax, um, after Dranax just took over the body. <laughs> so, um, Laterinus, another, um, um, Hadrosaur. Oh, these are all the Hadrosaur stuff. So, Tlatlophus. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. That's Aztec, the TL. Tlatlophus. Yeah, lots of, uh, it's probably Nohatl. There's the, the, or, um, yeah. There's some indeterminate dromaeosaur finds or ornithomimosaur finds. Lots of duckbills, apparently. Yeah. In this area. Yeah. The duckbills seem to be very well. T- yeah. All, there's, we don't have any full on theropods here. Mm-hmm. It looks like, yeah, except for Parix, Parixinosaurus, <laughs> uh, the first dinochirid from North America. Oh, there you go. Well, that's one of those big, long, um, big ornithomimosaurs that gets really big. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. There's some sort of tyrannosaur and some sort of other theropod there so yeah according to this here they're theorizing that there uh were multiple mass death events Mm. uh that caught these dinosaurs which suggests maybe there may have been a lot of uh storms and hurricanes blowing through the area well well makes sense because like i'm assuming like in the modern day the the currents were good for hurricanes although like i wonder if having that that um inward inland sea would that help the hurricanes or make them worse <laughs> i mean if it's if it's warm water and it can i guess uh, they would just keep going know, up there warm water and low pressure that that fuels a hurricane so, yeah so yeah. 
Well, the, the, the good, I mean, like, cause like right now that there's tornadoes there because it's, it's one of the reasons why most tornadoes are only in the U S it's because tornadoes require, uh, warm fronts and cold fronts mixing together over flat land. And mm. the most perfect place for that in the world is, is tornado Valley because the warm air from the Gulf of Mexico and the cold air from across the Rocky mountains collide in the flat, great plains. And that's why hence we, tornado. That's why we have lots of tornadoes. Goodness and pretty much <laughs> tornadoes are almost exclusively an American problem. Yeah. Because of that. I've read they, they can happen anywhere in the world. They but really can. But it's but, almost off, almost always North America. Yeah. Most, <laughs> almost always like, I think Oklahoma has more tornadoes than like any other place in the world. I believe it. And like, almost like combined <laughs> so uh but most of them are, are not as crazy as I, yeah i actually taught a unit on natural disasters in my uh in yeah. my english class in mexico and oh, nice I, I let the students pick which disaster do you want to focus on and they chose tornadoes because they don't really happen in Tepecan. yeah that's true i mean they would have dust devils i guess but sometimes yeah. but like i don't know it's like I don't know. It's, I thought we were going to say, which one would you like to live through? Well, <laughs> that's no. Like, that's what, Cause I don't know for me, it sounds like, I feel like this sounds insane uh, because I don't like the cold, but day after tomorrow almost sounds kind of peaceful. Cause uh, I get to stay inside and bundle up for like, and I know it's only going to last seven to 10 days. That sounds, yeah, no, like, I it's, hate the cold. I yeah. I hate the cold, cold too. So but I like, know. Uh-huh. Oh, just like seeing them like at the end after he rescues them by the fire, all bundled up in blankets. And yeah, the room's covered in ice. So maybe it wouldn't be that because <laughs> <laughs> they had just gone through the cold front, the, the eye of the storm with the super cold air. What bothered me about that movie is that they're so tortured about burning the books. Uh, why don't you start by raiding the offices and burn all of the paperwork? Right. And then true. burn the books well, if you have uh, to. What if the covers make it worse or better for burning? <laughs> so, wouldn't be ideal, but it would be Yeah, saving. so in that case, yeah, I did the paperwork in the offices. Burn the art of the deal. I do like that whole part <laughs> where um, exactly. I do like, or burn mine comfort. <laughs> there you go. Start with the, um, the real garbage. But like, um, I, I like that one part where they're looking through the library that's like, when they're about to burn Friedrich Nietzsche, but then that one guy's like, hey, there's a whole second year of tax reform that we can burn. There you go, exactly. <laughs> like <a> whole section. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So, yeah, this thing probably would have dealt with some natural disasters. It looks like based on the um, the um, formation of the of the continents that this was very – this was still connected to Laramidia, uh, very much so. It was not from Appalachia. What, did, you, did you find something? I just read here the latest exhibition to this region – Reveal, uh, also revealed uh, remains of two duck-billed dinosaurs as well as the remains of carnivores, including large tyrannosaurs, like yes. we suspected, and more diminutive velociraptor-like predators. Nice. So there yes, were dromaeosaurs and tyrannosaurs. That seems around. to be the case in um, northern parts of the world at this time because like even in Asia, you got tarbosaurus and velociraptor. Mm-hmm. And in Europe, you got pyroraptor and i don't know if there are any tyrannosaurs in europe that we know of. there were some abelosaurs there though that was the, like the only place in the north hmm. that the abelosaurs were found yeah yeah so i don't think there were any tyrannosaurs in europe no yeah, yeah no i think it's just asia and but to be fair it's also like triceratops like ceratopsians they seem to be almost exclusively north american and a few in asia <laughs> like so there's no african triceratops which is kind of sad because well, it makes me think of like rhinos. I think it would be cool if there were some Africans. There aren't any African ceratops. No, they're pretty much all in, in North America and a few in Asia. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, huh. Hold on. Let me just double check this because I'm. this is a factual podcast That's about surprising. facts and not feelings. Right. And even, even though I feel <laughs> like. Is your research? Let's, no. let's do research. Okay. 
Ceratopsids. Um, all known species, uh, all but one species known from Western North America, that one being Cynoceratops, I guess, the one right, made right. famous from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, so, so yeah, so they're all from Western North America. And to be fair, this doesn't include the Protoceratops, like the earlier ones, like Protoceratops, and like, mm. so those are from Asia. But yeah, the rest of them are from North America. According to this, Quahuliceratops had the largest horns above its eyes of any known ceratopsian. Oh, really? By, um, there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, uh, overall or based on this relatively? It just says the largest horns. I mean, cool. <laughs> so you know, look, let's say it's just big. the biggest horns possible. And it had a very thick nasal bone with a relatively small rounded nose horn. Yeah, because it looks like based on this, this nose horn is very little. It's like a little bump more than yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Most of them seem to have just the brown horns. Like Zuni ceratops had just it's, the brown horns. It's interesting. Some ceratopsians, their horns, they look like – I mean, you wouldn't want to mess with any of them. But some right. of them look really deadly and some of them look like that's just really goofy. No, no, exactly. It's not going to defend you at all. <laughs> Right. right. I think it's interesting how the Casmosaurians uh, and like like this, they tend to have the um, fenestrae, the big holes in their skull. But if you look at Triceratops skull, it's solid. <laughs> Why is there no fenestrae in that one? It's just know. a big chunk of bone. It's a rebel. <laughs> it is a rebel. <laughs> so, yeah, I know some people take issue with the Sinoceratops in um, the Jurassic World movies having – the fenestra visible in the real animal, like the whole th- I think it makes it look cool. It makes it look like a dragon. And I also not, I mean, look, it's probably not true, but it makes a unique looking design. And it, so I don't yeah. mind, especially for a non documentary. You know? It's interesting, but I mean, that's that whole debate of what does the animal really look like compared mm-hmm. to its skeleton? Well, like, um, yeah. I know some people took umbrage with the Giganotosaurus in um, Jurassic World Dominion and how it looked very crocodilian and had like a hump and all sort of stuff. Um, Colin Trevorrow, the director, showed the skeleton that they, they used the model of the animal, and it's the, it's the skeleton of the animal. Mm-hmm. All that other stuff is just kind of lumps and other sort of stuff like that wouldn't fossilize on the bone. And also, right. to be fair, the skull shape of that is actually way more accurate than most depictions of uh, Giganotosaurus. It's ah. it's not as round as other people. It's more triangular. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, the hump on the back, like um, like a concavator or an acrogatherosaurus, that's purely speculative, but it makes it look cool. <laughs> I was I was more annoyed that they put Tyrannosaurus and Giganotosaurus together. In the same geologic time period. You know, did I ever tell you my idea to make a more accurate version of that opening scene and therefore kind of make a new villain for the um, for the movie rather than Giganotosaurus? Mm-hmm. One of the issues is that you can't really have more than one big 
apex predator in a region like that. So to have a fight between the two of them, it would be kind of difficult. I was like, wait a minute, there was one other than T-Rex. And it's called Quetzalcoatlus. <laughs> so have like um, a ground-based Quetzalcoatlus. Like, I mean, like it still can fly, but it's mostly on the ground. We think they're mostly on the ground anyways. It's the one that fights the T-Rex at the beginning. And it like pokes it in the eye or so something to kill it. Like, that would hurt. <laughs> and, then, and then so – and then in the modern day – the Quetzalcoatlus that takes the plane down, that's actually the threat of the movie later on. And can you imagine that scene after they've all reunited the groups of the old group and the new group and then walking through the forest? It's not a Giganosaurus, but a Quetzalcoatlus walking through. And that sounds horrifying, seeing this Slenderman-esque sort of thing <laughs> through the nights with its long head. Just like, well, it's funny you bring it up because in uh, that museum in Tehuacan, they have uh-huh. a life-size model of Quetzalcoatlus. Mm. And it's a, I mean, like it's you enormous. See, it's huge. Like you don't realize just how big this blast. Like thing was. when they talk about like it fighting the T Rex at the beginning of the Cretaceous prologue, standing on the ground, it was taller than T Rex probably. Right. <laughs> like it was, it's crazy. I, I do want. I do question like. You know how fragile its body was. Oh, probably it, pretty fragile. It had to be it's, a, light. it's a glass cannon. It had to be light to fly. So if yeah. it, if, it, if the T Rex got his jaws around it, yeah, it dead. But it. so just yeah. don't let it. <laughs> so just make it a particularly mean, cut some right. plot particularly buff one. He's hit the gym a few times. <laughs> Can you imagine a cut like using grasping on his toe limbs and just lifting away? <laughs> 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 I find that stuff funny. Anyways, so Quahuiceratops, yeah, it lived in Mexico. Um, it, it, you know, looked like Triceratops except smaller. Uh, had big brow horns. That's pretty cool. And it was from Mexico, which is also, like I said, which is also really cool. It, it was, looks like it was related to its closest relative was Bravo Ceratops, which I think is a funny name. Bravo Ceratops. <laughs> Bit self-congratulatory that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was close to like Utah Ceratops, Aguja Ceratops, Mojo Ceratops, which I think is funny. I need to do that one with you. <laughs> that would be excellent. <laughs> it makes me just th- it just makes me think of Austin Powers. <laughs> so, oh, I Rhino Ceratops, the one without a news horn at all. But um, yeah, but then yeah, it's not close to the. Oh, that's right. Regaliceratops is a Chasmosaurian. I always forget that. I thought it was a um, Centrosaurian. Oh. The one with the, the crown horns. Mm, interesting. My guess makes sense. It does have the three horns. It's just smaller. So, mm. Lots of different ceratops. It's easy to get them mixed up. Well, well here's here's this. There's not only Mojo Ceratops. There's also just Ojo Ceratops. The same thing without the M at the beginning. <laughs> so. They got lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's for, I was going to it's from the Ojo Alo, uh, Alamo formation. So it's Ojo Ceratops versus Ojo Mojo Ceratops. Ceratops. Oh, okay. okay so, Are you sure it's Mojo and not Moho? It could be Moho. Hold on, let me check. It name means opening lizard, uh, referring to large openings in its frill. Wait, no, it's Chasmosaurus. What are we talking about? Oh, it redirected to Chasmosaurus. Horner! Horner! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's Horner. <laughs> <laughs> Species Mojo Ceratops was made. Uh, let's see. Must derive from Mo. Okay, so it is named after Mojo, and Mojo is an African American spiritual uh, practice, kind of like voodoo. Ah. So it does. It is Mojo. So that's where Austin Powers stole it from. Well, sort of like it's sort of like juju, I guess. You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like. Anyways, let's rate uh, Kahuni. That's not it. <laughs> Kuahuila Ceratops. Kuahuila Ceratops. Kuahuila Ceratops. There we go. One out of sixty-five million. I'm mm. gonna rate like a thirty-one million. Um, because like, I mean, look, I like that's from Mexico. That's cool. But other than that, it kind of just seems like a little smaller triceratops. I'm going to give it. F- 
I'm going to give it uh, 47 million oh, because yes. it still had the largest horns above its eyes. That is true. It does do that. Yes. So, so there you go. It gets that. <laughs> yes. On that note, that's it. that's it for this week. If you want to get a full show and email me at palebytespodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on palebytespod on Twitter and palebytespodcast on Instagram. Where can they find you? You can find me at my website, S T E P H E N C C U R R O.com, Stephen C. Nice. With a list of uh, my short stories and my novelette, The Spark, and nice. where to find them all. Nice. Yes, indeed. There's a lot of good stuff on there. I also have some good stuff. I have a book series called, called Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. No Quahuli Sardos, because I did not know of it beforehand. Darn. But I would have included it if I did. If maybe, I did. maybe in that prequel you're planning. Maybe the one with, yeah, possibly, yes. Um, and I have another book series, uh, Tesla Knots. Um, well, there's a sequel coming out, hopefully later next year uh if you could i'm leave a five-star review on um apple podcasts that would be much appreciated it helps the algorithm um here is a review from iwi1347 uh five stars what an idea i love the creativeness and diving into one animal's place in pop culture (laughs) love the episode and am subscribed thank you very much iwi (laughs) so yeah or you could leave a one-star review like mr matthew clocktoberfest oh dear it's like it's like no just no stop please never (laughs) wow that's the review Oh, there's more, but it's like their attempts at humor are cringe-inducing, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Sky is blue, the grass is green. Doesn't it say that in the in the description where we're yeah. being silly on purpose? Though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, sky is blue, grass is green, paleobites is cringe-inducing. Oh, give me a break. Millennial cringe humor is the term, but yeah, anyways. Charmingly cringe, I say. <laughs> That's the it for this. Millennial cringe humor. That's what my fiance says. I'm like, I embody the millennial cringe. She's also a millennial, so. <laughs> okay. Bah. Bah. Some indeed. people have no humor. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, look, my humor is pretty silly, I think. But yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, that's it for this week. <laughs> well, I get to hold the show. Wait, I already said that. <laughs> Yes. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Oh, yeah. Adios. <laughs> so long. Adios. Hasta luego. Yeah. Get out of here. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.